0: You're listening to Diplomatic Dispatch, brought to you by IDFR Malaysia. Get updates on our upcoming episodes and programmes via our website at www.ideafar.gov.my or follow us on our social media at IDFR Malaysia.
1: Minister Saifuddin Abdullah's visit to Sweden, Denmark and Norway from 29th of May to 5th of June 2022 was the Foreign Minister's first official visit to the three countries. In terms of objectives, the visit was an opportunity for Minister Saifuddin to meet the other Foreign Ministers and to discuss in earnest potential areas of cooperation. Diplomatic Dispatch caught up with Her Excellency Noor Ashikin Muhammad Taib, Ambassador of Malaysia to the Kingdom of Sweden, a month after the Minister's visit. Ambassador Noor Ashikin was key to the visit since she also covers Denmark, Norway and Iceland, in addition to the host country, Sweden. Ambassador Noor Ashikin previously served as Malaysia's High Commissioner to Bangladesh. She shares with us today some of the highlights of the Foreign Minister's visit, as well as her work as Malaysia's envoy in Scandinavia. Welcome to Diplomatic Dispatch, Ambassador. We are deeply honored to have you on board for today's episode.
0: Thank you very much, Saudari Imran. I'm very uh, pleased to be with you today and to have the opportunity to discuss the visit of uh, the Minister of Foreign Affairs Malaysia to the Scandinavian countries last month.
1: As a start, Ambassador, could you brief us on the responsibilities and works of the Embassy of Malaysia in Stockholm, Sweden, your host country? Could you tell us also about the accredited countries under your purview?
0: At the embassy, um, we we work uh, on a range of matters such as uh, political, economic, cultural, defence, and so on. And the main role of the embassy is to foster closer relations with the countries that we are accredited to, and also uh, facilitate contacts between government agencies, private sector, academia, and people-to-people contact. Uh, my purview. So I'm covering the four countries, Sweden, Denmark, Norway, and Iceland. So um, they, are under, they fall under the, the Nordic countries. So they, these countries, they are small in population, but they punch above their weight in terms of um, uh, democracy, uh, human development index, um, and they are at the forefront of uh, issues like climate change, sustainability, green technology. So there's a lot that Malaysia can learn from these countries.
1: Ambassador, could you illustrate on the bilateral ties between Malaysia and the Scandinavian countries?
0: Yes, of course. Our relations with the Scandinavian countries can be uh, considered to be uh, warm and close. Many of the countries actually set up, you know, they, they have relations with us since our independence. For instance, our diplomatic relations... With Denmark it began on the thirty-first of August, in nineteen fifty-seven itself. Malaysia and Sweden's diplomatic relations was established in nineteen fifty-eight, and uh, Norway and Malaysia, uh, Malaysia Norway relations was established in nineteen sixty-nine. So, um, so we have uh, long-standing relations with these countries. So they also established their missions. Um, these countries established their missions in Malaysia, uh, Sweden. Um, uh, established the uh, embassy in 1976, Denmark in 1963, and uh, Norway in 1969. So we can see been present in Malaysia for a long time and have been part of our development journey. So many uh, companies from these countries also have established their uh, existence in Malaysia since the 60s. Okay, and uh, our relations with these three countries are based on uh, profound respect for regionalism, multilateralism, and international law and we have collaborated on many issues. And there are vast opportunities for Malaysia and Scandinavian countries to expand the scope of our bilateral relations, as well as cooperation in in the various multilateral fora on issues of uh, common interest.
1: Ambassador, the recent visit by the Foreign Minister of Malaysia to Sweden, Denmark, and Norway, could you tell us, the listeners, Ambassador, what is the significance uh, of the visit?
0: Uh, the visit by the foreign minister in to reinvigorate and deepen the existing bilateral relations between Malaysia and Sweden, Denmark and Norway, and as well to exchange views and then about the best practices in these countries in terms of um, the social democracy model. Or, what they call the, the, uh, the wealth, uh, Nordic welfare model. Uh, the visit also aims to explore new areas of cooperation that can be established uh, between Malaysia and these countries. And the, the significance of the visit is that this is the first time that the uh, Foreign Minister of uh, Malaysia had visited Denmark and uh, Norway. Um, the last uh, visit by Foreign Minister to Sweden was in 2009 when uh, the former Foreign Minister, Dr. Sri Anifa Aman, um, uh, made a visit here. So it is a very uh, significant in the sense that, you know, it provided a very uh, um, a good opportunity for um, uh minister to meet with his counterparts. And um, the, the three countries had the accorded courtesies at official level uh, for the visit. So this was um, a good way uh, forward in terms of our uh, bilateral relations.
1: Ambassador, during the visit, The Foreign Minister had a full schedule of dialogue sessions, roundtable discussions, and high-level meetings. What were some of the highlights of these discussions?
0: Um, During the visit, uh, Mr... He started off um, the visit in Sweden uh, from the 29th to the 31st of May. And uh, in Sweden, uh, he met with his counterpart, Her Excellency Anne Linda, the Minister for Foreign Affairs. He also met with Ms. Osa Lindestam, the first Deputy Speaker of the Swedish Parliament, and Mr. Kenneth G. Foslund, the Chair of the Committee of Foreign Affairs. Uh, Among the issues discussed were regional issues such as the conflict in Ukraine and the developments in Myanmar and the South China Sea, uh, membership of Sweden to NATO, um, Islamophobia, efforts to increase the volume of trade, oil pump promotion, cooperation in cybersecurity, and so on. And in Sweden, Foreign Minister also participated in a roundtable discussion at the um, Stockholm International Peace Research Institute. Um, uh, he participated in a roundtable discussion on peaceful coexistence, the challenge of sustaining, sustaining peace into this regional and global context. And the discussions included um, CIPRI researchers and experts, representatives from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Sweden, think tank and academia, and it, were held, it was held under the Chatham House rules. They, they changed views on perspectives on peace promotion enhancing cooperation among countries that share common goals and interests. And apart from this, apart from the political and uh, uh, meetings as well as um, uh, discussion, um, peaceful coexistence, the Minister also had the opportunity to um, have a visit and a lunch meeting at the Ericsson headquarters. As you know, um, um, Malaysia... Appointed Erickson for the 5G rollout in Malaysia. So this was also a very uh, significant meeting. My minister also hosted uh, reception with Malaysians. So throughout the visit of the foreign minister, there were a lot, you know, there were politi- uh, meetings with his counterparts and parliamentarians, and uh, also um, uh, meetings with uh, organizations to learn more about the uh, about social democracy as well as the Nordic welfare model. So this is uh, similarly in, um, uh, in Denmark. Minister was there from 1st to 2nd June. Uh, he met with his counterpart, Mr. Yepe Kofford, the Minister of Foreign Affairs of Denmark. And uh, he also met with um, Miss, uh, Her Excellency Kristina Hafors, Secretary General of the Nordic Council. They discussed uh, at length uh, on efforts to strengthen cooperation including exchange of expertise and experience in maritime technology, uh, digital economy and food security, uh, and potential collaboration in the areas of digitalization and climate change. And um, there was also discussion on uh, ASEAN and uh, Nordic Council cooperation in the future. So this is just an idea that came up um, uh, from the meeting with the Nordic Council, which uh, you know, could shape our future relations uh, with countries in this region. Uh, in Denmark, the Minister participated in a panel discussion uh, on peaceful coexistence uh, at Asia House. Um, and the panelists were uh, His Excellency Mowels-Luke Lukentoft, former Foreign Minister of Denmark, and Mr. Fleming Yudsen, an editor and columnist at political newspaper, Associate Senior Fellow, At the Nordic Institute for Asia Studies. So, this was a high level discussion, and they discussed uh, many issues um, pertaining to uh, regional security, such as competition between US and China. But uh, the underlying um, uh, theme uh, is on how uh, countries can work together towards uh peace and stability so it was uh, uh, there was a lot of interest in the in in the panel discussion there were also participation from the Danish foreign service society and we had uh, about 60 people participating at the event and uh, the the during the panel discussion also you know it's agreement that uh, there is also more engagement uh, needed between uh, ASEAN and the EU or between Asian and European countries. Um, the visit of Dr. Sri Saifuddin to Denmark uh, also coincided with the uh, voting on the referendum on the abolition of uh, the EU defence uh, opt-out by Denmark. So this, so this was on the 1st of June and uh, Dr. Sri uh, had the opportunity to witness firsthand on the referendum voting process. He was briefed on the process by uh, the mayor and the uh, municipal director and election chairman of the, one of the polling stations at uh, Fredericksburg City Hall in Copenhagen. Uh, Dr. Sri Saifuddin uh, was in Norway and he had meetings with his counterpart, Her Excellency Anniken Huitfeld Minister of Foreign Affairs of Norway, and the delegation to the Asia-Europe Parliamentary Partnership and uh, also representatives from Confederation Confederation of Norwegian Enterprise, and also the um, visit to the Norwegian uh, Nobel Institute. So during uh, these visits, um, there was a a very rich discussion in terms of uh, what conflict in Ukraine, crisis in uh, Palestine, um, and uh, regional issues again in uh, Southeast Asia, uh, Myanmar and the South Tennessee, now we also spoke about their the efforts at, as a non-permanent member of the UN Security Council for, for 20, 2021 2022 and also cooperation between ASEAN and the Nordic countries. So all in all to the three countries you know had provided the opportunity for strengthening ties between Malaysia and all these countries. And um, especially for countries like Denmark and Norway, where this is the first time that the foreign minister is making a visit, it was indeed significant in terms of um, the way forward in strengthening our ties with these countries.
1: All right. So there were indeed a lot of uh, dialogue and discussions, meetings that were productive and uh, fruitful during the visit. Ambassador, uh, being an ambassador to a country is certainly no uh, small task as it carries with it among others, the responsibilities of maintaining diplomatic and economic ties with foreign nations. Uh, Ambassador, throughout your current tour of duty, which is now in its uh, fourth year, can you share with us some of the challenges that you have faced as an envoy to Scandinavian countries?
0: It's it's been an honor and privilege for me to um, discharge my duties here in Stockholm. And Scandinavian countries, you know, score highly in terms of uh, rankings, in terms of uh, democracy, quality of life. uh, But of course, there are challenges as well. Uh, Well, I I can summarize maybe three three Cs, the cost of living, the climate, and the culture. In terms of cost of living, Scandinavian countries are among the, you know, they have the highest uh, cost of living in the world. And so that of course comes uh, with um, with uh, the challenges in terms of uh, operating our mission, in terms of our budgeting. So and it's uh, a challenge all um, in terms of traveling and uh, to to these four countries to ensure that um, you know we are able to discharge our work properly. So that that that's a challenge uh, in a sense. You know, in terms of not having um, the sufficient allocation to to discharge our work properly but you know during the covid we worked uh you know we had virtual meetings so that that helped actually in terms of uh keeping our contacts with uh, the countries that that we cover from here and climate you know scandinavia it's um, they have uh, very long uh, they are known to have long dark days and uh, um in in For instance in november sometimes there's no sun at all for one whole month so that for for someone from well for even for the locals they find it uh, quite a challenge living in uh, this kind of uh, climate uh and the other one is culture culture um in terms of uh work culture um there's a high level of trust here in the institutions and you know among people so say um on sick leave for example uh, in malaysia you know people get you know when you are sick you have to get a medical certificate but here uh, people will call in sick uh in, 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 in call the employer to say that they are ill and um, and then they don't come to work but there's a very high level of trust you know so that is something that the uh, for us that we we can learn from here i mean this is one of the uh, uh, attributes of a uh, uh, fully a full democracy where there is a very high trust in in the institutions. And the challenge for us when we were uh, organizing this visit was that there were uh, a lot of holidays uh, in Sweden and in Malaysia. So we were working through the Easter holiday, the Hari Raya, and then there was the Ascension holiday where people took uh, long breaks and long weekends. So, so that was quite uh, quite a challenge for us. There's another, another challenge actually, we're a small mission. Uh, now there's only uh, Ms. Diana secretary and me and then uh one E O. we didn't have uh we didn't have a pa for quite a while the our, the last people went back in november so we're getting a replacement only in august so it's been very challenging uh, you know it's uh i mean we have uh uh our our support staff uh i mean they, they, they are helping us with our carrying out our work here yeah but you know at the
1: a uh, bit challenging during uh, the visit yeah.
0: Yeah, very much. So we also had we had assistance from uh uh Miss Shamini from Zagreb. She came to she, she assisted us in Denmark. So she came earlier uh to, you know and and, and uh, to prepare for for um you know for the visit.
1: Okay Ambassador, the last question. Um before we end, Ambassador, perhaps uh, you can share with us your vision in enhancing the relations between uh, Malaysia and the Scandinavian countries?
0: Thank you for the question. Well, as I mentioned before, Malaysia and uh, Scandinavian countries have enjoyed uh, long-standing uh, diplomatic relations. Uh, And Scandinavian countries are at the forefront of the digital economy, innovation, green technology, and sustainability. And uh, we are keen to work with Scandinavian countries in these areas. And we also share the Scandinavian countries' commitment to multilateralism and we see them as valuable partners in promoting global peace and security. And as our countries attach high value to principles of human rights, democracy, and rule of law. Um, We definitely uh, would like to see more um, high-level visits between uh, Malaysia and um, not only these three countries, but also Iceland because this is the way to further promote uh, stronger relations uh, between our countries.
1: Your excellency, it was a pleasure to have you on our podcast today. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Saudari Imran. It was a great pleasure for me. Thank you.
1: This concludes this episode of Diplomatic Dispatch. We look forward to having you with us on subsequent episodes. Stay tuned.
0: Tune in for more episodes of the IDFR podcast, Diplomatic Dispatch. Thank you for listening.